What's good, Hoopers? It's Maddie Garrett here from the Inside Podcast Network. Look, today's pod is about the Summer Sizzlers, those names that stood out in Summer League. Look, Victor Wembenyama is going to do Victor Wembenyama things. His first game, not great. Second, massive redemption. And Scoot just showed all those flashes, which we love about him. We're very high on Scoot Henderson. But we don't talk about him a lot in this pod. Why? Because... Wemby's going to go when Wemby's going to go. People are going to jump, but we don't know what's happening in Portland. As of today, Thursday, the 20th of July, Dame is still in Portland. We're not going to tell you to grab the guy too soon until we know what's happening in that situation. So we focus on those other names. We focus on the other players you want to keep your eye out on come your fantasy drafts. Take a listen, get some names down, do your research, check them out. We're sure you'll love the pod. Catches, puts up the three. Will go. Rebound box. Back out to Allen. His three-pointer. Welcome to the Ultimate Super Coach and Fantasy Sports Show. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Boom shakalaka! Hello, Hoopers. I am at NBAG Wizards. You can see right there, and this is my man at Filthy IFS, Jake Skidmore. How you doing, my guy? Okay, Matty G, how you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, loving the new microphone. You're sounding very crisp in the ears for everyone, so that's fantastic. Thank you. You're lagging a little bit, so I got to say, like, I've just, I'm, I'm feeling like that. My, my man, right there. The clip is it? Is it? You're, are you feeling a bit like flat? Because like you party too hard because the Cleveland Cavaliers won a championship. Oh, that's absolutely right, mate. It's been a couple of good days. We've it's been the first one since 2016. We've got to take what we can get, man. Like so, uh, it's a championship. Yeah, it was, it's a ring. Yeah, it was good to see. So like obviously the Cavs Cavs team that showed up, they were fantastic. That three headed dragon of Merrill, Mobley, and Bates, they were just yeah phenomenal. Even Porter as well. So yeah, real happy with that. Now, look, I. this is kind of what today is. This is a summer sizzle reel. We're, not that we're going to make a mixtape from it, but we're talking about a summer sizzlers. Those guys that come out of summer league looking a million dollars, looking fresh and clean. Those guys all looked a million dollars, but how it translates for an NBA summer league into your NBA fantasy leagues is not always, obviously, the biggest cases. There are guys, there are standouts. Jalen Williams last year, for example. Shut up in Summer League, bought the same game. So we're going to pick out a top five list. We're going to talk about some summer standouts and how it's actually going to impact your NBA league and your fantasy draft this year. Let's use your Cleveland Cavaliers as a case point. Yeah, Amazing work. MVP, uh, Mr. Mobley, an absolute zero in NBA fantasy this year for the most oh, part. Yeah. No, no, absolutely. This- no, no. Mobley has no chance of being on anyone's fantasy rosters. He's not going to get, like, any game time. He bullied all the smaller guys. He just didn't do that against Joel. Not a chance. But what he did in Summer League with his passing, rebounding, point scoring, phenomenal. Sam Merrill's three-point shooting, that's one that I can see. His three-point shooting is unbelievable. Yep. I think he shot at 46% on, on 11 three-point attempts a game. So... He's got going off the dribble, catch and shoot, off of screens, down screen, everything. He looked phenomenal shooting. So yeah, he did. He was, was he was absolutely mate, he was absolutely showing out. Looking back, not only just his highlight reel over. Look, I'm not gonna be like, I'm not gonna tune in for all the Cavs games throughout. Um, but what I did like to tune in for was the last ones, and they absolutely decimated the Rockets. His box score alone, you look through that, you're like, who is this guy? Mm-hmm. Like you just look through it. Like 
27, 4 and 2. And you're like, Merrill, what has he done here? Uh, Mobley absolutely showed up and obviously won the MVP. But again, this is where we talk about our summer sizzle, guys. How it translates, though, what was very interesting is that Mr. Cam Whitmore, and we're going to talk about Cam as one of the guys to watch a little bit later on, he had an absolutely incredible summer league. He is one of the top five standouts, you could say, of the summer league in many, many ways. If you're looking at it, um, Cam Whitmore at the end of the day was one of the best overall players. You would, you would argue probably in the time there? Well, he was the MVP, wasn't he? So, I mean... Exactly right. You've got to give him credit. I think also, too, he... Uh, when in the Summer League, you've got to remember as well that the fouls are at 10 per game. So it gave a lot of guys a lot of the chances to go for more steals, more of those iffy in-betweens. I think uh, before the Summer League Grand Final, uh, he was averaging 3.5 steals a game. He then yep. dropped down to two, uh, 2.5, but he yeah, was stealing everything. And that eight-steal game, menace. Absolute menace Absolute. Game with more so. But his scoring was fantastic as well. So, mm. I know we spoke about this as one of the rookies to watch really early on. If they give him the time. We looked back and had a look at our Insight Fantasy Draft earlier on, and you took Cam Whitmore with the fourth pick. You were very high on Cam. But a lot of teams, obviously, come draft day, were not high on Cam Whitmore, and he slipped, and he slipped, and he slipped. He didn't get picked up by the Warriors or the Lakers. Um, He's found a home in Houston, but he's still only averaging 28.6 on his three-point shots. Now, is it because they're jacking him up from all over the place in Summer League? But is he still showing out and doing good work? Absolutely, but on 17 field goal attempts a game. That's not going to translate to NBA fantasy, but he's definitely one to watch. He's also putting up minutes with good old mate Tari preseason, who was at 19 shot Mm. attempts a game, averaging 23 points, but on a much better clip. He was at 36.4% on 5.5 threes a game. So again, Tara Eason is going to make my list of guys to watch over. But Skinny, we talked about having a top five. What's Mm -hmm. your top five? players that you're going to watch that have impact, the top five impact guys for NBA fantasy seasons this year from Summer League? Yeah, right. So if we're going to over, – I'm just going to overlook Wemby for now because obviously Wemby's still going to be on the top of everyone's list and everything like that. I want to jump straight to a men and a Thompson. You're taking the Thompson twins. I know the, you big, uh, the big talking point – yeah. The, the the big talking point about the Thompson Twins were, can their defensive stats translate? And are they are they going to translate from overtime elite? What I saw, they looked phenomenal. A man in that one game until he had his shoulder injury, he was yep. doing everything. He, he was on he was going almost for a five-by-five. Five. It was amazing. He was getting the rebounds. He was getting in there, getting the box. Unreal. And then Assad did everything that he was, that a man was doing as well for those prolonged games. Even when um, Jaden Ivey was yeah like, looking yeah ball dominant there, and when they still yeah and when they still had Jaden Jalen Duran as well, um, yeah they just yeah looked fantastic. Uh, so yeah, big on Asar and Amen Thompson, my one and two. Can I just say on that? I, I know a lot of people in their preseason rankings are putting the Detroit Pistons well down, like one of the bottom two teams again to pick up another pick. But I look at their future, and they've got. If Kate Cunningham can play a decent amount of time for a little bit of time, Kate is absolutely amazing. Uh, Jaden Ivey, what an absolute talent. You put one of the Thompsons in there, huge. 
and then Jalen Duran blocking down your middle. That is an abs. Those are four. They're, they're basketball players. Those are four guys who I'd be very happy to have in a basketball team coming up on the young. So yeah, I'm right there with you on the Thompsons. Mm. Yeah, who else would time. be? Who would make you number third? Who, who would make you number three? Uh, for number three, I've got to look uh, Utah's way at their uh, 16th pick, Keontae George. If he gets the starting point guard role in Utah, uh, maybe not at the start of the season, but later on in the year or something like that, if he overleaps Colin Sexton, really liked what he was able to do. His uh, summer league, the way that he was just seeing the ball, um, what he, had, he had 21 points per game. He played three games. And he shot at 52% for a guard. Like, it was fantastic. Uh, and he hit 44% of his threes on nine shots a game. Um, yeah, I think he could be – he's a really good scorer. Also with six assists. So he was showing that he can have that point guard, uh, that point guard kind of ability in there, um, along with his steals as well, which is the thing that we're looking at from college. So, yeah, I'm really looking big on uh, Keontae George out of Utah from one of my other ones. How about, uh, I like that, Keontae. What are your thoughts? Yeah, look, I like Keontae, George. Um, I think he absolutely showed out for the Jazz. Look, they've done a really well – they've done a really good job of rebuilding on the fly since pretty much blowing it up since um, Mr. Donovan Mitchell found his way over to a Cavs uniform. Um, I really like what he brings. I, I go through his stats and everything profiles for me as a starter, but I always do wonder what they're going to do. Um Abaji also had an absolute wonderful summer league as well. Yeah. So they're just absolutely stocked with young talent. If he gets the starting reins, um, yeah, I can see him having some impact. I don't know where he's going. What round would you think he'd go, Keontae? I'm oh, looking. It's where a last round flyer. It's got to be a last round flyer to try and get some assists to boost your teams right at the end there because we know that assists come off the board pretty quick. Um, yep. and there's no guys that can really get massive ones down late in that in the draft. So if he does try and get, you know, a, a somewhat of a role in uh, Utah, then, yeah, I'll have a go at him just as a flyer if he can get me some assists and everything like that late rounds. No worries, round 12, you beat it. Yeah, look, he's knocking down his three-pointers at a really solid clip, 44.4%. Like, that's mm-hmm. incredible. But... Okay, so Matt, what does that mean? Well, he means he can put the ball in the hole. Yeah, he's only shooting a couple times a game. No, he took nine three-point mm. attempts a game, mm. and he was knocking mm. down forty-four percent of them. That's an incredible clip. Like he was averaging one point three steals a game. Like literally, the, the one thing that doesn't mm. translate is his free throw percentage, sixty-three uh, percent at the end of the day. But Keontae, man, I'm right there with you. He was he was an absolute monster getting to the cup when he wanted yeah. to, putting that ball in the hoop. He was, uh, yeah, he's definitely someone to watch. But an mm, absolute watch and a pick up in Dynasty Leagues. You want to absolutely get on Keontae George in Dynasty Leagues. Very oh, early for those. Yeah. Abs- he's an absolute mm. Dynasty keeper. Um, yeah. Skitty, who else was? Then who, you've, got the, you've got the Thompson twins. Yeah. You've got Keontae George. Who's next on your list? Yep. Yep. Uh, the next one's a little bit more of an older player, but I feel like if there there's an there's a very obvious path for minutes now, and then he can get into a very sizable role. God forbid if Bam ever gets injured, but I'm talking about Orlando Robinson Ooh. out of Miami. He's, he's talk, talk to me about a little bit now, but yep. he should he should get the the backup uh, the backup role there in Miami uh, as a center when they play like the bigger teams or anything like that. So, um, as I said, a little bit older, he's 23, and you may think that he was just beating up on guys, but he's done this in the actual NBA regular season. He's already played 31 games for Miami 
in very limited minutes. But yep. this guy is a guy that he can get points, rebounds, uh, blocks. Uh, his field goal percentage is really nice. And he can actually shoot threes as well, which is a lot of things that not many men, big, big men can get, is keeping the field goal percentage high while also getting three points made. So I really like what uh, Elena Robinson can do as well. It's just the minutes there, yeah, I think he's only going to be on maybe 10 to 15 minutes at the start of the year. But now that uh, Yurt Seven's gone um, and Zeller's now gone to New Orleans, I think there is actually a role that he can play very limitedly. But if Bam goes down, he should be in every single team because he is going to be great. They did not let the other guys walk without having a plan. It's mm. the Miami here, obviously, are a smart organization, apart from not being at, not being able to get Damian Lillard <laughs> at this point in time. When's that happening? But there are, like, hurry that's, up. I don't, I don't <laughs> know. Look, I, look I, I think it's a lot of talk. That, my, my Dame thoughts are I don't know if he goes, oh, I'm not going to go show up to camp. This is the dude who's been one of the most loyal yeah. dudes in the NBA. Him not showing up to camp is just posturing at this point. So I don't even know what to believe anymore. To be honest, I, I've got no idea. Too. He's he, he's not. He James wants Hart. to play the game. He, will, like, he wants to he play the play. game. He loves to play ball. Exactly right. So, so, so I'm like, you know, yeah. but I'd love to see him. Yeah, but there's no point. There's absolutely no point for him to go to Miami. There's none. I mean, apart from to maybe win a championship with Jimmy and Bam, but there's no assets there. If I'm Portland, I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. No, I'd rather throw him to any other team. Oh, yeah. well, you know what? Give me, give me someone else. Give, give me OKC. Give me Shea Gilgis Alexander. Or give me Josh Giddy and have another point guard come in. Oh, I'm the Houston Rockets. Just give me any oh. one of the number of young, talented people there and go over there. Like, there's just yeah. so many other teams. You could, I could literally, the, one of the worst teams is the Miami Heat to go to because they also do pretty bloody well. So their draft picks are not worth the, the, the hill of beans. But that's just me. That's, that's my thoughts. Oh, yeah. Skinny, that's my that, thoughts. That, that's for, yeah, that's for the Blazers. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah. Blazers need to be able to get something better than Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, and whatever crap picks they have. Like they they can get better than that. Yeah, look, a couple of bags of ruffles ships in the background, and uh, and a six pack, and maybe the deal could get done. No, it's not going to happen. It's it's absolute bloody waste of time, mate. You're um, you're, you're only a six pack. Give it a make it a slab. Oh yeah, let's let's do that. Um, <laughs> oh, who, who are you done. looking at with your number five? Who are you looking at your number five watcher? <laughs> you do anything for a slab of beer, mate. Oh, yeah, bloody oath. Uh, yeah, number five, like, there's a few players that you can really look at that, uh, like, because there's a couple of, like, like names that you can kind of see getting into it. Like, Memphis, I kind of see that that small forward position's a little bit open now. So um, I thought Roddy and Laravia both played really, really well in Summer League. They um, they both put up some good numbers. They really uh, showed that they have that all-round kind of game to them where um, last year they were kind of just, you know, filling in the numbers and filling in. But I thought they looked really good. The one that I will say that I'm uh, like I'm I'm very hedging towards because I feel like he can be a really good player if he gets the chance to um, actually get that starting role. That's so Springer's uh, was eighteen. Oh, no, no, that one, I didn't hear. Mate, bro- broke up for one second there, mate. I couldn't hear. Who was that you were talking about? Sorry, mate. Jaden Springer out of uh, Philadelphia. Beautiful, beautiful pick. Yeah. Yeah. So if Harden goes and they want to keep that double guard combination working with Maxi, I think Springer is going to be fantastic. And if Maxi ever goes down and they need Springer to run it, he's he was doing everything in the summer league. So uh, he was having 22 points per game on 48%. 
Um, his yep. three needs to come up a little bit, but at least he's shown that he was taking them. And but he had a really good way of like drawing fouls as well, which is nice. Almost ten a game free throws, so that was really really good. Um, and then yeah, as I said, he he's got that defensive in him as well. So he's he was getting steals, he was getting blocks, he was showing the ability that he can go get it for a six four guard as well. I really like what I see out of Springer. He's really quick. Um, and I feel like that's just something that Philly can kind of like work their way into. So I'm uh, I'm I'm fairly high on Springer, but. Um, it's going to take a little bit for him to be able to be fantasy relevant. But if Maxi go down and Harden's gone, you never know. That's that's just someone to keep in the back pocket. But here I want to hear about your five. Oh, you know this. Uh, you know this sound drop's going to happen no again. Question about it. I am ready oh, to get hurt again. Who am I talking about? <laughs> Who am I talking about? Tell me about Jamari Smith Jr. Jamari Smith Jr. <laughs> My boy, Junior, look, I was high on him last year. I'm high on him again. I don't know why. I'm going to probably look to take him. I actually have a really interesting um, strategy. He looked like just – that's the dude that I drafted last year. That's the dude who showed up. And with all Mm. the dysfunction Mm. in Houston, it's again – we'll come to this. Our last part of this pot is going to be what I call um, the opportunity. You know, we're going to talk about the opportunity. And we said what the opportunity scale is. Mm. Jabari Smith, Jr. had an opportunity last year. Because they sucked. They were unmotivated, 100% unmotivated. They wanted a draft pick. Yeah. Poor coaching, internal strife. They're still going to have a lot of – don't get me wrong. Houston has oh, not fixed its internal woes up this year by any way, shape, or form. This, this not going to happen. But I absolutely love what I saw from him. He is a spacing big man. He was right. He was. He only played the two games, to be fair. like So let's not get overhyped. Like, oh, you're so good in two games. Cool. But he's still knocking down 35 points a game. 48% from the floor, not great for your power forward. 33% from three, that's got to come up. 11 and a half rebounds. He was putting some blocks on. He was he was doing the work, man. He was doing yeah. everything on the I, I absolutely love Jabari Smith Jr. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm going to um, – this one here. Oh, aren't you this beautiful? You. Oh, that's you, Skitty, because you were oh. high on this guy from the get-go. Cam Whitmore. Yeah. Now – this is interesting because he's also been a teammate. So this is the thing. I'm looking at some Rockets this year. I'm starting to just have a look at this change of tack somewhat with Emi Odoka. So I'm keeping my eyes on – look, I won't call all three of them out because Tara Easton's already there from last year. But Cam Whitmore might get a chance down the stretch if they're not going anywhere and they've tried really, really hard. You look down his profile, 19 points a game, 44% field goal, not great. The three points were atrocious. Free throw percentage wasn't that great, but there is an yeah. opportunity for him. So I'm just going to keep my eye on what that happens. I'm kind of like an eyes on opportunity guy this year. I think that's kind of where my philosophy is for that with these guys who I'm watching. Um, because mm. the next one I really want to touch on is one of the biggest upshot guys of the year. And I think this is going to be – Oh, my God. Cool. It's so juicy. In your fantasy draft because everyone's going to be freaking out for Wemby. But the 2022 when Benyama didn't even mm. step foot on a basketball okay. court, and his name was Chet Holgren. And Chet Holgren is an absolute weapon, oh, yeah. 20 points a game. My God, yeah. the guy was – he can hit them free throws. His, his vertical presence is mm. going to be an immediate impact player. OKC was like a top 15 defense last year in the NBA. There is – with mm. his verticality and what he brings just by sheer size alone to OKC – 
they could be better than top 10, maybe top six defense in the NBA this current year. I am absolutely keeping my eyes on Chet Holgren. I think he showed out his three-point stroke was atrocious. Like he only hit 16% of them. So that was absolute garbage. And he's all that. He's like, oh, he's this great big floor spacing guy. Um, But he has an opportunity. He has an opportunity to run out there and play 48 Mm. minutes a night. They won't do that, obviously, because that would be insane. But he is going to go out there. He's going to have a lot of opportunity. I am really high on Chet Holgren. I think he will offer you oh, yeah. a lot of stuff early on. Um, my other two. Yeah. Look, it's every category debate, for Chet. Have, Chet is. It's every category. He's pretty much everything besides assists. Everything you want, yeah. you can get there. A hundred percent. And Chet Holgren offers you everything. And that's what you want in a fantasy player. You want who's going to profile and give me statistics. Like if you're in a if you're in a points league, just give me all the points. Give me the points. Give me the rebound. Give me the assist. Just give me as many fantasy points yeah. you get me. If you're in a categories league, who's going to contribute and contribute well without giving you too many deficits at the end of the day? And, and uh, Chet Holgren's that bloke mm-hmm. for me. Um, look, I I don't know why I'm also high on this one, but this guy I liked, and I think he is going to be. That's the West Coast cooler. Oh, jeez. Okay. Yeah. Talk to me about him. All right. Look, now, now look, just hear me out. Hear me out. What's happening right. in Washington this year? Uh, absolutely what? nothing is what's happening nothing. in Washington this year. Who's <laughs> my country? Yeah. <laughs> Let's go to Kyle. That's, it's going to be, it's going to be Kuzma country, but yep. he's going to have one of the best point guards in the league. In my mind, no, okay, hold on, hold on. that's a bit of a hype. No, Tyus Jones is a very dependable yep. point guard. Settle. He is a very, I won't say he's one of the best, he is but he's correct. one of the, yes. okay, he has the best assist to turnover ratio. Yeah. So he's going to have someone who's actually can steady the ship and pass the ball out there. They don't need to do anything. They're prepared to suck. They're happy to suck. How do you suck? You throw your rookies out there. And guess who's going to get a lot of minutes? Malal. Yeah. So I am just watching his game. I, I can see him, Matty. I can see the minutes. I just don't see the fantasy upside. I see the upside. I see like, I, I don't know what it is, but I just think he's going to be able okay. to get out there and do some really good stuff on a basketball. I watch him play. He flies around that court. He absolutely flew around that court. Like he cared. Like, and I like that yeah. in my basketball players. I like a guy who's going to come out there and do something. Now, I don't think he's going to be like set the world on fire. But he could be all rookie first team. And if I'm looking at like, if I do, if you do the math on yeah. it, what's 12 12s? 100, you're looking at about 144. You're looking at, you're looking at, you're looking at 140s. Is he going to be one of the best 144 players by the end of the season? No. But is he going to be one of the players that probably gives you the most opportunity to put up numbers at the end of the day? 100%. So I'm looking at him being like, look, do you show me enough? early on in the season. I'm really curious to see how he goes against NBA players. Because again, let's also yeah. be honest, the NBA preseason, like this, the summer league workouts is for sophomores, for rooks, dudes trying to give it a crack. He's a young dude out there, but he has absolute huge potential. And I think he's definitely a dynasty player for me that I'm going to watch yeah. and really invest on him. The only yeah. two that I'm watching, and this is where I want to have a little bit you about it. Help, help me make a choice. Help me make a choice, Skitty. Be my yeah. man. Take me by the hand and guide me to the promised land of either Malachi Branham, Malachi Branham, or Anthony Black 
as the other to watch. Now, Anthony Black is in a horrible situation. In, but yeah. man, that guy can hoop. Now, his three-point percentage wasn't that great, but he's, he, was making, he was making grown plays on that court. Yeah. Like, if you watch Anthony Black, he was a, he was a player. Mm. Yeah, Black, uh, I really liked his defense as well, and the Magic looked so much better. When he was on the floor, he really quite completed their offense, completed their defense, and everything. Branham, I think, is just going to get more. I don't know, like Magic. What do you like? What do you do? You've got an app like this is the Magic guards trying to get into the game together. It's just no idea. So he, yeah, I don't know. Malachi, I, 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 Malachi shot forty-seven percent. Get more minutes. Brandon, I think so too. I think he's going to be, they're really high on Jones, but all the talk was like, I saw, started to see a lot of people in the Spurs feeds over summer league. And they're like, yeah, yeah, they like that guy. And if Pop likes you, you're going to get an opportunity. You're going to get to play. And I just don't know what opportunity there is for Anthony Black. But if Malachi Branham in a rebuilding Spurs team can grab that starting position from Trey Jones or one of those other guys they've got there, Malachi Branham, is someone who I am absolutely keeping my eye on. I just think he has an absolute route to having a lot of minutes on the court in a Spurs team that is rebuilding. And you just look at how he profiles. Like, wait, let me bring up all of his stats. Wait a second. I brought all of his stats up here before. He was playing. I even put. The, I even broke the highlighter. Out. He was playing thirty point one minutes a game. All right. He was putting up seventeen points. Per game, okay, good. He can store, but that three-point percentage, that translates. You just don't lose that all of a sudden. You know what I mean? No. You just don't forget to shoot the basketball once you're in the NBA. I mean, your defenses are a little bit different, but also very dependable from the free throw line. Uh, no, 40%. So that's the one thing that I really want to look at how much he cares because I like what Malachi had to do, and I think there's an opportunity and a path for him um, to get a whole bunch of minutes. Anyone else stand out who you flirted with, like your Matherins, your Jaden Hardys, guys like your... Nemhards, anyone else there was catching your eye? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I kind of like like Hardy was alright. He just shot the ball a lot and didn't hit that many of them. I thought Matherin looked really, really good, but like again, he just shot the ball a lot and didn't hit it on a massive clip. I thought he looked like yeah, pretty good, but you could tell he was playing against lesser competition than he normally is used to because he was just going at everyone like he normally would in the NBA, just with less ability to be able to be blocked. He was still just doing what Benedict Matherin normally did. The big shout-out that I want to get that I was actually very uh, surprised with is uh, Lester Quinones out of Golden State. I thought he played an nice. amazing summer league. Every single time you'd be looking at Golden State, he was the man that was just going out there just going, yep, I'm taking over. Him and Pajemski. We're just like kind of going one two to each other kind of thing, and they were just they were playing well. They were playing really well. So I think they should. Uh, I think he's only going to get a two way or something like that. But it, like he played phenomenally. He needs a shout out because his game was fantastic. Yeah, and I also want to shout out like a guy like I want to shout out Max Christie. I want to, I, yeah. I just watched Max Christie come along as a basketball player. I was watching him going. I don't know what's going on there because you've always heard about these things like LeBron doesn't like to play with young guys and puts him down. Man, on the court last year, I supported him doing nothing but shouting out, but he showed maturity and he's a younger guy as well. I watched Max Christie play and I'm like, Mike, he's what they're doing over there in LA. I'm not high, high, high on LA, like, but I, I'm high on Max Christie being a better basketball player. So shout out to him and dudes like Orlando Robinson and Ochi Abaji. Like these guys were just yeah. open out there. 
Yeah, Abaji did show a fair amount there for Utah. Like, but then again, I I, I always go back to the same thing of uh, Abaji, where I'm just like, I know that he's like 24 playing against like 19 year olds, and like he hasn't shown anything in the NBA besides beating up on like younger players. That's the other thing I have with Abaji, but he played fantastically. Um, yep. Yeah, so I, I was big, I was big on him, and um, that. That other like in Denver, um, Julian Strouder. I was very oh, yeah, yeah. Strouder as well. He was playing like the whole role. Uh, yeah, Peyton Watson went. Uh, Peyton Watson went down for uh, Denver. He, I thought he was fantastic, and he was like pick fifty or something like that in this draft. I thought he played amazing. He was just doing everything. Yeah, he was playing really well. Yeah, he was. And that's what you like. Again, this is what we're talking about when we're talking about, and we'll get to that right now, I guess. That's a perfect, that's a great segue, Skitty. What, what, who does everything? So you've heard of Jack of all trades and master of like master of none. Well, what you're looking for is in mm. NBA fantasy, you want a Jack of all trades, but who also is a master of some. If you look at NBA yeah. fantasy generally as a nine pack format, mm. you want a guy who's really strong in a couple of areas, but is not just a zero for you in other statistical areas and profiles. Yeah. This comes down to what I like to call the opportunity rule. I'm going to give you a whole, just a different, a different pod on the opportunity rule and look at some of the guys who are going to get the most opportunity this year. But dudes like Dyson Daniels, shout out to some home ground yeah. talent. Hell yeah, Dyson. Showed up, played, played five games, good all-rounder. Can probably He's upped his free throw percentage a little bit. You can see that he's working on his game. Didn't really hit the, the three-pointers at the clip you want. But he's about to go into a World Cup situation and show up. But does he have an opportunity in New Orleans? Mm. One day. When that day is, we don't know, but it's coming. And he's someone that a lot of organizations, for example, are watching as like a talented dude. Armani Brooks showing up, doing things. He has an opportunity. So this is what we want to talk about really quickly in, yeah. and finish with yeah. this for our pod, Skido, is we were talking about the opportunity rule. There is 48 mm. minutes in a basketball game. Mm-hmm. How many minutes does a player get? That's key. The number one analytic you can look at is minutes played. Because the more minutes you play in that 48 minutes, the more you'll be able to get you the statistics that you need to help win your fantasy competition. You might like some of these players and you might get sentimental, but when they start to, like, I guess, get older and don't do it, uh, guys, usage-wise, if you have a higher usage, you can score more and do more. Skinny, who for you, like, in the NBA are some of your favorite high-usage guys? Oh, high usage guys. Well, obviously, you can't go past Jokic because Jokic is number one in pretty much every single category. He is the Swiss Army knife, the Serbian Army knife, let's say. Um, <laughs> but then there's guys where you kind of go, like, when you look at the usage aspect of it, that can do majority of those things. Luke is really good, but, like, you know, when Luke obviously has his troubles with his free throws, I don't really count turnovers because it's, like, the way to win that is not play anyone at all. So bugger that. But um, Giannis as well, he gets you a lot of the categories. And there's a couple of players this year that I'm very excited about. Two, obviously, the Thompson Twins. I think they do everything. Once they get that three-point shot going, they're going to be, they're both going to be unstoppable. And uh, uh, Chet, uh, Wemby, they both look like they can pull in about seven to six categories as well. Yep. So we've got a couple of good ones coming through for Dynasty. Dynasty is going to be very, very interesting. I'll tell you that much. Like, I, yeah, we, we're, we're going to just do a whole pod. Yeah, we're just going to do a whole pod on Dynasty because there's a whole lot of dudes who are just coming in to start profiling and look at where you can pick up. Like, 
you look at opportunity this year like that, like that, you're right, mm-hmm. Skitty, you're bang on the money. I'm, I'm looking through the names. Like mm. this is, here you go. Here's my sheet. For those watching on the YouTube, you can see like my highlights and my guys. This is every statistic from every player at NBA Summer League that I've gone through <laughs> for this. And I'm looking and I look go down there. Oh, David, David Duke Jr. You're a bit of a deep cut, David. Um, Buffkin. Yeah. <laughs> your boy Kobe, Grady Dick. I'm looking at the guys, but you know, I, I look Kobe. down your boys like Merrill. Kobe's down here, the beef stuff. You know, if you look down, guys who are there, but I'm looking at guys with opportunity this year to come up. And the opportunity rule is this do not take a guy that you love at the sake of a guy who has more opportunity for minutes, because the more minutes you play in a basketball game, the more you'll be able to do something on the basketball court. It's a simple rule. Your usage can be there as long as you're a set, like a third option, fourth option. Look for those fringe guys. Look to target specific categories with that opportunity. E.g., Jalen Duran, because we all know James Wiseman sucks, and Jalen Duran under new coaching is probably going to be the lead center with the Detroit Pistons this year. Bless up to the Pistons and their moves. But if they put Jalen Duran in there and he's the lead guy, that's an opportunity. This yep. year he is going to have an opportunity, but they're not going to mince around and put like four different centers in a game. It's done. I, I, th- I fully believe that they're going to play competent basketball under the guidance of Cade Cunningham as their starting point guard to show us the things. That's a huge pick. So the opportunity rule will finish with the pod with is this. Look for the guys who would now have an opportunity because your opportunity is your value. And if you can find those guys who are stepping into a larger role in their team this year, and we're going to do the top 10 opportunity guys and the top 10 cost guys with our ADP battles this year as well, uh, that is going to win you your NBA fantasy competition. More minutes on the court. Don't look at points per game. Put your filters to minutes per game and then check the stats. Because if you're putting a lot of minutes up and you're getting a lot of stats, that's what's going to help you win. Don't just look for the flashy stats unless you're streaming for some of them. The opportunity rule is this. Search by minutes. Number one help I can give you straight away. Look, look for the minutes. There you go, Skid. Love that. Wait a minute. Absolutely. That's love it. the smartest thing I've ever heard anyone say about anything. <laughs> minutes equal stats. <laughs> My brother, thank you so much for your time. Enjoy. This has been an NBA podcast for the Inside Fantasy Sports Network. I am at NBA Wiz. This is the man, Jake Skidmore. Give him a follow and like his beautiful, beautiful bearded face at Filthy IFS. Thanks out to the Standard Squeeze. Go on, have a squeeze. Don't forget, with Standard Squeeze, just enter Inside 15 off for your purchase. Hit that promo code up. Get 15% off your four-in-ones and all your gear from the Standard Squeeze. Shout out to Snap Fitness. And shout out to you, Jake Skidmore, you beautiful, beautiful man. Thank you, Mandy J. Love yous all. Mwah. Love yous. Be well.